Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, May 27th, 2020, 6.49 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorry for the delay there. Uh, welcome to episode number 205 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As, of course, we get to talk about everything going on in the world of pop culture, of course, movies, music, sports, you name it, we will definitely, of course, talk about it. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we'll be also bringing you a few little wrestling news tidbits that, of course, we will be definitely be hearing, of course, a little bit later on on Wrestling Debate and also Revolution coming up here a little bit later in the evening. However, if you care to listen in on what we have in store here for tonight for episode 205 of Outside the Ropes this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. Phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-387-POUND. 
and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get underway here, folks, as we go, of course, to our friends at 411 Mania with, of course, some of the latest pop culture stories. Of course, of course, a lot of the pop culture stories, of course, making uh, um, making the scene here. Of course, we, as always, we, we always thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here. In the WWS Radio Network, of course, to read their stories on all of our shows, which, of course, include, in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, <coughs> WWS Power Hour, and also WCWS This Morning. Let's go ahead and see what we have here, of course, on the pop culture scene here. As we pull up, of course, our first story here tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, came out yesterday, courtesy of our friend Jeremy Thomas. Uh, as apparently Amazon is developing a series based on Elizabeth Salander uh, with the dragon tattoo. So let's see what this story here is all about. Amazon has set the brain, the icon lead character of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, back to the screen in a new TV series. Variety reports that the streaming service is developing a new story using the character. While the series is currently working with the title The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, it will not be re- it will not readapt Stig Larson's Millennium trilogy of novels, and instead will take will place her in the current setting with the with the new setting, new characters, and new story. There is not currently a writer or lead actress attached to the series yet, which will be executive produced by Left Bank Pictures founder and CEO Andy Harris, along with Rob Bullock. Amazon Studios and Left Bank will produce a series in partnership with Sony Pictures Television. The Millennium Trilogy was previously adapted into a trio of films in, excuse me, in Sweden, <clears throat> directed by Niels Arden Oplov and starring uh, Numi Rapis as Elizabeth. David Fincher made a Hollywood adaptation of the first book, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, in 2011, starring Mara Rooney as Elizabeth. Finally, Claire Foy played the character in 2018's The Girl in the Spider's Web, which was based on the fourth book. Written by David LaGrant after Larson's passing. <clears throat> um, so, so we have to. We'll be watching out for that here, folks. Of course, and of course, of the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. It'll be pretty darn interesting, right there. Let's go to, of course, our next to our next story right here. Give us a moment here where we get everything. Uh, let's see. I'm sure a lot of people remember the movie from the 80s called Labyrinth, starring the late David Bowie. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a sequel to this, and according to Jeremy Thomas yesterday, is moving forward. Scott Derrickson will be directing this movie. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look at this. A Labyrinth sequel is officially moving ahead with Doctor Strange home where Scott Derrickson Deadline reports that Derrickson will direct the planned sequel, which is based on a script by Maggie. Maggie Levin, who wrote Into the Dark. Plot details of the sequel are yet known, aren't yet known. Fetty Alvarez was previously attached to direct the sequel, but that is no longer the case. The film will be produced by Lisa Henson of the Jim Henson Company. Brian Henson and Derrickson will executive produce along with C. Robert Cargill, with Bianca Lisa overseeing for the Jim Henson Company. 
The original 1986 film has remained incredibly popular since becoming a cult classic, even inspiring its own board game here just recently. The film did star, like I said, David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly, and total tale of a girl who heads into another world and travels a maze to save her kidnapped brother from the Goblin King after she impulsively wished him away. <clears throat> so, we have to wait. So, we'll definitely be watching out for that and see how, how all that turns out. Give us a second here, folks. I'll be, of course, uh, working on getting uh, while we, of course, continue to get our stories pulled up here. Give us just one second here. Uh, for those who are fans of the American Horror Story series, <clears throat> we have, of course, we have an update on that here for you. Let's, let's try to get that up here. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, we are the our uh, computer, of course, here at WWS is actually acting a little bit slow here. I will go ahead and tell you that WWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, is experiencing, of course, a big uh, weather storm right now, even as we speak. So it's just taking it's just taking a little bit of time as the rain's possibly delaying the signal. So hopefully, like I said, we'll be able to get pulled back up here momentarily. In the meantime, we have gotten into on another source, and we're going to read that here too. Jeremy Thomas put out the story yesterday as the American Horror American Horror Story 10 delayed until 2021, and FX has ordered a, a spinoff series. The next season of American Horror Story won't air until next year. Uh, will have a companion series when it arrives. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that the 10th season will be held until next year. This makes official what Ryan Murphy suggested earlier this month when he said the season was weather dependent and so the halt in filming due to lockdown could also force a delay. Meanwhile, TV Line reports that FX has ordered the series, the, series, the, the AHS spinoff American Horror Stories, Murphy previously announced a series which would feature entirely self-contained episodes as opposed to the self-contained seasons of the Mothership series. There is currently no word on when the spinoff will officially air. So we'll, have, we'll definitely be on the watch out there for that here, folks. <clears throat> of course, another story. Well, I'm sorry about that. That's not what I want. Give me just a second here. Uh... Uh, of course, we talked about, of course, Zack Wright. They're going to be releasing on HBO Max here here soon. Um, the uh, Actually, next year, the Zack Ryder, Zack Snyder, excuse me, Zack Snyder 
uh, version of the movie Justice League that came out here a couple not too long ago. Uh, Jeremy Thomas put out the story yesterday as HBO Max, the 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 head of HBO Max on the Justice League Snyder cut cost. He says he wish it was thirty million dollars. It appears as if the Snyder cut of Justice League is costing even more than previously reported. If Bob Greenblatt is being accurate, the, H- the HBO Max head appeared appeared on the Recode Media podcast on Tuesday ahead of Wednesday's launch of the streaming service and touched on HBO Max's plans to release the long-discussed Zack Snyder cut of the film next year. Greenblatt noted that the cut currently does not exist, adding per decider, Zack is actually building it. It's complex, including new effect shots, and you know it's a radical rethinking of that movie. It's complicated and wildly expensive, which is, of course, a number a, a number I won't quote. When the reports that it will cost... That if that it will cost between twenty and thirty million dollars were mentioned by host Peter Kopka. Greenblatt said, "Yeah, I'll just say I wish it was just thirty million dollars. I'll stop there. That's an enormous undertaking and very complex. There's a lot of complexity that the fan that the fan doesn't know about, and we weren't just sitting around going, let's not talk to those fans for as long as we can. Let's drive them crazy. We were actually spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to do this, and there's many many hurdles to jump over." He added that they were not trying to keep it a secret, knowing that discussions began last fall and Warner, Warner Media only made the announcement once that they were sure it could be done. Once we saw that we could do it all and figured out the right economics, which was literally within the last week, we said, all right, let's get this news out there. He said, we were trying to very hard to announce it before the launch because we knew it would be very well received. The film will release in 2021, though the form it will take is yet to be determined. So we'll definitely be on the watch out for that. And I hope, like I said, we everyone will be definitely be looking forward to, of course, uh, this version of the movie Justice League. Uh, apparently, Ashish has an update on the story here. Um, apparently, um, uh, <clears throat> apparently, it's involving a Saturday Night Live skit that was done about 20, about 20 years ago, apparently. Uh, apparently Jimmy Fallon and now it was, has been a little bit hot water. He actually ap- apologizes over the backlash over this particular skit entitled Blackface. Here's the updated version of the story. Jimmy Fallon has apologized over the video that has service of a 2000 Saturday Night Live skit in which he wore blackface to impersonate Chris Rock. After the video resurfaced and gained prominence on Tuesday, the Tonight Show host posted to Twitter to comment on the story. Fallon wrote on his Twitter account, In 2000, while Saturday Night Live, I made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of Chris Rock, Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I am very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision. I thank all of you for holding me accountable. This was said yesterday afternoon at 4.58 p.m. via his, his Twitter handle. The original story was, as of, as of this, Jimmy Fallon has come under fire, of course, recently after a video surfaced of him on Saturday Night Live in 2000 in blackface impersonating Chris Rock. May, may Twitter users start the hashtag, hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party, calling this get racist and calling for Fallon to be fired as host of the Tonight Show and some calling for Saturday Night Live to be canceled. Fallon and NBC have not responded to the news yet. Chris Rock has also not commented on the skit. Some users have pointed out that NBC fired TV host Megyn Kelly in 2018 over comments about wearing blackface as part of, how, of a Halloween costume <clears throat> On 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 on, to, on the Today Show, NBC publicly condemned Kelly 
with a comment to the two sides ended up in a legal battle mm-hmm. that got settled in 2019. Fellow comedians Jimmy Kimmel and Sarah Silverman have both also faced backlash from the use for wearing blackface in the past. Many Twitter users are also now once again bringing up Robert Downey Jr. wearing blackface in the movie uh, Tropic Thunder. <clears throat> and apparently, of course, apparently, and of course, the the uh, the um, clip, of course, that they, that they talk about is on here there as well. But of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday afternoon before five o'clock Eastern Time, Jimmy Fallon did, of course, get on Twitter and also apologize for that particular skit. So we'll, so like I said, we'll. Our next story is we're going to 7:03 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. Uh, Jimmy Thomas has this story here: as Jason Bloom confirms an active development on the reboot of Spawn. Jason Bloom has confirmed that Todd McFarlane's Spawn reboot is moving ahead at Bloomhouse. With plenty of active development, Bloom spoke with ComicBook.co about the long in-development film, which will be directed by McFarlane in his first film behind the camera, and said that he's been very busy with developments on plans for the film. There has been an enormous amount of activity on Spawn, Bloom said. No new news that I'm going to reveal here. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but the title Spawn I've been uttering that word a lot in the last two or three weeks, and we'll have more news to come, but suffice to say, it is a very active development. Bloom joked when asked if he's just been saying Spawn while stuck inside his house due to, due to the pandemic. I want to make the movie so badly, I wouldn't put that past myself, and it's an excellent question, but in this case, I've actually been talking to other people about it, but there's been a seismic event on Spawn. The reboot has been in development for three years now at Bloom House with McFarlane said the direct just over a year ago, McFarlane said that he was trying to line up financing that would allow him to maintain the creative vision of his script without changing ch- changes that would compromise it, noting the fact the money's sitting on the sidelines ready to go. I just need to get everyone that wants to put in money to shake their hands to the same script. As you can imagine, everyone has a slightly different version of it in their head. You just go and trying to appease a handful of people while trying while, while not giving in to what to what it is that I'm trying to do myself, because if I have to change it too much, I'll just walk away from it all. Jamie Foxx is set to play the title role with Jeremy Renner attached to play Twitch Williams. So it will definitely have to be. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have to wait and see what uh, how this all happens. And. Let's see here. Sorry about that here. And this is and one and to close out, like I said, this uh, uh, this story. And we might have one more. After, let's see, hold on. So we might have one story before this. But I'd like to get some wrestling stories in before. Uh, uh, of course, I've been talking about hopefully when asking when movie theaters are going to open up. Of course, after since they've been shut down due to this pandemic. Uh, <clears throat> Of course, the story here from Mashish saying IPIC Theaters announced plans to open some locations starting on June the 4th. IPC Theaters announced today that they are planning to start opening up their Texas locations starting with the Fairview and Houston locations on June 4th and Austin locations on June 11th. They plan to play catalog movies upon opening with special ticket prices. The locations in California, New Jersey, Illinois, Maryland, Florida, and Washington don't have any announced opening dates yet. The theater will be implementing new safety guidelines upon opening, including requiring all attendees, vendors, and employees pass pass through thermal readers that will check their body temperatures 
The theaters will also be using a touchless disinfectant sprayer. Other changes include pausing the blanket and pillow service in the theater for now, requiring employees to wear a mask and, <clears throat> and gloves, adding a dedicated SAT member to oversee sanitation, limiting theater hours only Thursday through Sunday to allow for excessive cleaning, making sure guests practice social distancing, which is, I still don't believe that, adding plexiglass at guest services and express counters, and minimizing guest interactions with employees. So apparently, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, they're still taking the precautions for this thing, even though that, like I said, they plan on reopening, starting reopening some of these theaters here, starting up here very soon. Uh, personally, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say this one one thing at a time. They're just going way too far in a lot of this, of course, concerning this pandemic. So, but uh, you know, this is starting. This is starting to become very old news right here, folks. Big time. And JD did actually bring us this story here, of course, on Revolution last night, but I will go ahead and read it here one more time. Uh, Ashish brought this brought the story yesterday as Richard Hurd, who played uh, Mr. Wilhelm on Seinfeld, passed, sadly passed away yesterday. The Hollywood Reporter reports that Richard Hurd, best known for playing New York Yankees executive Mr. Wilhelm on Seinfeld, has passed away at the age of 87 from cancer related causes. He passed away at his home, home in Los Angeles. Hurd appeared on 11 episodes of Seinfeld, serving as a supervisor for George Costanza, of course, played by Jason Alexander, when George worked for the Yankees as the assistant to the traveling secretary. The storyline saw many memorable moments involving Hurd's Wilhelm character, Jason Alexander's George character, and Larry David as Yankees boss George Steinbrenner. Hurd also appeared in shows like T.J. Hooker and Star Trek, and movies like All the President's Men and The China Syndrome. Interesting enough, Heard was was one of the first patients who received the newly induced drug penicillin, which helped him recover from osteomyelitis, which was a serious bone infection. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and also, of course, here in the WWS Radio Network, we send our thoughts and prayers once again to the family of Mr. Richard Heard. I said yesterday, passing away at the age of 87 due to cancer-related issues. And that's all for our pop culture news and views here for the night here, folks. <clears throat> Let's give you the number one more time. Like we said, of course, by May 27, 2020, of course, on a Wednesday here, this is 7.09 p.m., 1605-562-0444, caller ID, <clears throat> uh, 141-387-pound. Of course, episode 205 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, here on the line here with you. Um, of course, the rest of the panel, wait you to have the handle, of course, getting, getting set, prepared to uh, uh, take care of, uh, taking care of, uh, getting set to take care, of course, of our, uh, to, uh, to, of course, take care of, uh, um, of rest and debate coming up here, of course, like we said, in, in less than one hour. Remember, at 8 o'clock, of course, uh, 139925 pound. And also, don't forget, of course, Revolution, of course, 138055 pound tonight, of course, bro. As, of course, myself and the panel, way too tough to handle, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely be talking about everything going on from, <clears throat> of course, from our wrestling news and views. Also, of course, some history and birthdays. Also, of course, our thoughts and our, our, of course, our, our official results for both the AEW and the NXT shows here tonight. 
of course, especially we will emphasize on AEW, of course, and what impact, of course, obviously, that the Double or Nothing pay-per-view this past Saturday, of course, did have on, on will have on tonight's show, but we'll definitely get, let you know here, of course, coming up here here a little bit later on tonight. Of course, like I said, 138055 pound, be sure to to join be sure to join us, of course, like I said, on uh <clears throat> um tonight on Revolution that's starting at, at nine o'clock. Like I said, we have like five wrestling tidbits we're gonna bring you here before we of course we come in the evening. <clears throat> My apologies, of course let's see. Your first story, of course, coming out today from Joseph Lee. Uh, Triple H was 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 asked on why Undertaker has not retired yet, and he actually says that wrestling is a is an addiction. In an interview with CBS Sports, Triple H spoke about why it's been hard for the Undertaker to retire and what he thinks needs to happen for that to be possible. Here are some highlights. On how approaching matches for the Undertaker changed over the years, Triple H says, Obviously, everything changes as performers and who you are. When I first came in here and faced him for the first time in 1995, it was just about earning his respect and trust as a performer. Taker is one of those guys who gives every, everybody respect, but you just don't get it. You have to earn it. That's in-ring and everything else. I approached that tune, I approached that tune, that time very differently. Over the course of our careers, <clears throat> We worked a lot. At that point in time, you just don't didn't think about it. It was a night off. I was wrestling Taker, and I like to think he thought the same as me. It was a night off. You don't have to think about it. He's going to do his part. You don't have to think for him. You just go in there, and it's magic and fun. You're laughing and having a good time because you're in there with a guy that's incredibly gifted in the ring, but you, all, but you also get along with and think the same as. It couldn't be any easier but when you fast forward toward the place with everything you're seeing in the, of course the last ride with self-doubt and the physical shape that he was in and trying to overcome all that then you, and then you're having your own issues with all that as you've heard him say and i've said it a bunch the hardest thing that i've ever had to do or that i've ever done is is have to do what we do and try to do it at the level um let's see where is let's see uh um, we want to do it at once or twice a year. It's incredibly difficult. So the approach to that in 2018 is a completely different animal. You don't know what he's going to bring to the table, and in some way you doubt what you can what you can bring to the table. That makes it a lot more difficult. While the Undertaker hasn't retired. He's, Triple H says it's an addiction, the crowd, the thrill of it, there's nothing like it to stand in that ring and have those emotions in your hand. That feeling is incredible. It's the greatest form of entertainment when it's done well. Think of it this way, what other sport or anything else, or anything else can bring 100,000 people into a stadium where you're not focused on everything but the fans. If you go in there, you're almost trying to shut out the fan experience and concentrate on the game. Don't let the bigness, the epic, epicness of it, the moment of it, get to you. you just want to focus on the game if you're a fighter and you're fighting in a stadium and it's sold out your focus is on the other fighter you can't focus on the crowd and take your mind off the game 
In our business, it's the exact opposite. It's those fans in that moment. That's what you're trying to get out of them and what you're so in tune with those reactions. When you're really good at this and have done it for a long time, the reaction is like your, is like your heartbeat. <clears throat> it's the most exciting, intoxicating thing that there is. To put that down is really difficult. I don't like saying this because it sounds shallow. That's almost everything that you are. So it's, so it's tough. And a catch-22, if you go in there and don't feel like you've had the performance you want, oh, man, I can't leave it that way. If you go in go in there and you tear it up and it was great, I can do that again. I still got it and can continue to do This wasn't so bad. I got more. It's tough. When a feeling is good, you want to do it again and you keep going. You keep doing it. When it's bad, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, um uh, I, I, I still got it and can't continue to do this. That wasn't so bad. I got more. It's tough when feeling's good. You want to do it again and keep doing it. When it's bad, you can't leave it that way because you have to end it on a good note. I hear people say, and I've heard takers say, it's chasing the dragon. You're always going to chase the dragon. On Ric Flair wrestling elsewhere after his retirement and who will decide what Undertaker has done, <clears throat> Triple H said this, Look, if we have to, we said to others, somebody has to hold the reins and guide the horse or it will run itself into the ground. But it's a tough thing. It's hard to sell. <clears throat> it's hard to tell somebody, no, you can't do this. With all due respect to him, Vince tried to do it with Flair. Gave him the greatest moment of all time because it was there. The greatest send-off, the perfect match with Sean, perfect moments, all that. Nobody in sports has had a moment like that. I don't believe anywhere in time, just perfect. And he still left the company and went and had matches for other places. Small, insignificant, uh, way far beneath him. People say, oh, he needed the money. No, he didn't. That was all ego. It's tough in some ways. We can say you can't do this for us. Look, I've had to, look, I've had to have. <clears throat> Let's see. I've had that conversation with talent to say, look, it's over. Medically, we can no longer have you perform here. So you say that the question is, is asked to you say, I can't do it here by Mac go somewhere and do this right. It's always that it's so it's tough. The truth is he has to be the one that says, I'm not doing this anymore, even if we tell him he's done. If we want him if we want to be realistic about it, he could go do it somewhere else. I suppose it has to be him. It has to be done right in his mind. So let's see here. Uh Let's see here. Um, of course, this is an AEW-related story. I'm sure everyone did hear that former WWE female competitor, Diana Peruzzo, um, was signed to Impact Wrestling. It was announced last night. We, we announced it last night on Revolution. Um, apparently, Kenny Omega reacted to criticism over why AEW did not sign her. And this story came out today from Joseph Lee. So let's see what this story here is all about. It was previously reported that Deanna Perusa had signed with Impact Wrestling, making her return to the promotion after being released from WWE. This is apparently not good for one wrestling fan who criticized Kenny Omega on Twitter for the women's division in AEW and not signing her. Omega was reportedly in charge of that division. The fan wrote the following. So where is Deanna Peruzzo is heading to Impact Wrestling? The first thought, how is a company like Impact Wrestling able to have a women's division that's 10 times better than AEW's, especially when AEW needs all the help they can get for that division. At Kenny Omega Man X drops ball again. Omega replied, 
Truly happy for Deanna, but I'm incredibly proud of our division and, and its athletes. You should try watching some of our matches. Start with the recent title match from a few days ago. Now to tell me if we need help. The fans sent back. With all due respect, I've watched them all. Women's wrestling is pretty much all I've watched. From all companies, I'm sorry. From I'm sorry to say, and I'm not alone in this feeling. Um, aside from a couple others, the only thing you've really done right that is, is that last match. Improve it is all I ask. I may conclude with some strong thoughts that I, that I very much disagree with, but that's completely fine. Watch what you enjoy, sir. So, so apparently, like I said, uh, apparently it was a little bit of a, of a spike there between a fan and Kenny Omega. Over, they didn't but to AEW. So, but of course, like I said, you know, he said, go with what you feel is best. So there you go. Two more stories here before we close up shop here for the night here, folks. Uh, we did, we did actually mention this, of course, last night, I believe, uh, the Kenny club in Memphis Howell actually brought this to our attention, came out yesterday here, uh, from Jeremy Thomas. Here's a story. Apparently Randy Orton says that he has bought his own plane. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, Randy Orton is now the owner of his own personal aircraft. Orton, who is set to face Edge in a regular wrestling match at Backlash next month, posted to Instagram to reveal that he's bought a plane. You can see a picture of him in the airplane right here below on this page. Orton captured the post, F'd around, ball the plane, hashtag greatest, hashtag wrestling, hashtag match, hashtag ever, hashtag what a rib, hashtag hate it, but I don't blame him. That, but I don't blame you. So there's, that's a nice looking, that's nice looking right there. There you go. So, well, of course, like I said, with his big time status in WWE, I guess he can just pretty much uh, get what he wants to get there. So, <clears throat> and one more quick story here, of course, here, folks, some WWE news that came out actually on Monday from Jeremy Thomas. We'll go and read some of these stories. Uh, apparently, uh, Mandy Rose actually has a moral day with a pinned up photo. And also, the Bella Twins take the sibling challenge. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can get these stories up right here. And tell you, we'll tell you a little bit about them right here. Mandy Rose is celebrating Memorial Day with a new pinup style photo for her fans. as posted to Instagram. Rose shared the following bikini picture from a recent photo shoot to commemorate the day. And it looks like we're, we're going to probably try to look at the picture here uh, before we uh, before before we leave out for the day. And all I gotta say is, wow! Yes, indeed, very nice there, indeed, there, folks. Uh, it says like happy Happy Memorial Day. I let's see, U.S. at let's say at Ryan Loco. There, there you go. Okay. And also, ladies and gentlemen, as we did say, there's a video, of course, for this. You can check it out. Of course, there's you can check out check it out right here. E apparently has posted a new video with the Bella Twins taking the sibling challenge, the pregnant twin edition, as they call it. So as you of course have you heard, of course, both Bree and Nikki Bella are are going to be pregnant. Uh, are pregnant. Uh, Bree will have her. This will be Bree's second child, and this will be, of course, Nikki's first. So. So we so 
So check out all that right there on this page right here. And also, ladies and gentlemen, by all means, be sure to always check out 411mania.com for a lot of great wrestling stories here, of course, especially some of the stories that we read here on all of our shows, as we said. As we said, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Raw Radio, also, of course, uh, I'm sure wrestling is, is also done on Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate. So be sure, be sure, be sure to like said check. Be, be sure to like said check all that out. Of course, uh, right here. Of course, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies there. Uh, what we were just talking about here is, is, is like I said, check, definitely check out 411mania.com for all your great stories and, of course, involving not just movie, not just movies and, and TV and also wrestling, but also other, other, other points of interest like video games and other big-time stories, of course, out there as well. All the guys at 411mania, of course, like I said, some great, some great, uh, um, great discussions there indeed. Um, great stories here, of course. We're always thrilled to talk about them on all of our shows here, of course, including, like we said, Revolution, Wolfpack, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling, Wrestling Debate, of course, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, also WWS uh, Power Hour, and also WWS This Morning. Be sure to check out all of those right there, please. On that note here, folks, we do thank you very much for listening in here to episode 205 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Be sure to join us coming up here in about 30 minutes. For WWS Wrestling Debate, of course, 139-925-pound. Of course, the rest of the Madness Kingdom, I'm sure no doubt we'll be talking about Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. Of course, uh, their thoughts about what happened with Double or Nothing. Also, of course, with Backlash coming up, they'll definitely do some talking there. Also, some other stories here making the rounds here. And, of course, outside the wrestling realm, I'm sure sports and other topics will definitely be brought up here as well. So be sure to check all that out here, of course. Coming up here at 8 o'clock, of course, 139-925-pound for the next edition of WWS Wrestling Debate. Outside of the Ropes, episode 205 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. Right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. We'll talk at you, of course, a little bit later on in the evening, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution coming up at 9 o'clock. One three eight zero five five pound. We will, we will of course give you the results of AEW and NXT in addition to our news and news and history and birthdays. And of course, like I said, we'll of course, we'll also definitely be bringing you. Uh, also, JD will also be bringing in his thoughts about what happened Monday night on Raw. Uh, he did not get a chance to do so, of course, last night with of course our double or nothing discussion. 
but he will be bringing also you also be bringing that in here of course here as well coming up here uh at nine o'clock like i said one three eight zero five five pound be sure to join us as we could bring you nothing but big time wrestling talk and of course stuff of other interest coming up here a little bit later in the evening right here on talkshoe.com and speaking of which don't forget ladies and gentlemen since 2015 your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything in between this is of course the wcws radio network and of course we'll take that with our opening theme of the night which was of course the remain which was of course the uh theme song to of course a show of course during the heyday of wcw of course a show that actually competed with wwf and wwe's smackdown for a while which is wcw thunder so take care and god bless here folks we'll talk about you later on on revolution but be sure to join us for wrestling debate coming up at eight o'clock take care and god bless
Talk at you later on Revolution, but enjoy wrestling debate at it at coming up in 30 minutes. Take care and God bless, folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.